Hey there, it's Jenna Kutcher, the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I am so excited that you're hearing my voice right now because that means you're tuning in to Natalie's new podcast, Fit for Business. Natalie Jean's desire to serve others through her business is admirable, and what led her to being selected as a top 1% student of mine and she got to receive some specialized coaching. I am so, so excited that her voice is out in the world and that you, my friend, are tuning in today. Are you ready? Enjoy. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. Today's episode is sponsored by the Million Dollar Hour free webinar training. Head over to www.nataliejean.com, that's N-A-T-A-L-E-E-J-E-A-N.com, and get all of the information you need to sign up for this free training on Wednesday, January 29th. In this training, you will learn the secret behind how the healthiest, happiest, and most successful women in the world maximize their time, and three ways you can do the same. You do not want to miss this. Check out www.nataliejean.com and be sure to save your seat. Hey guys, welcome back to Fit for Business Podcast. Today's episode is one that we haven't done before, and I am bringing on a female entrepreneur who is struggling with her own health adversity and obstacle, and I help her walk through this plateau that she's going through and experiencing, and we dive into why is it that she's having this plateau? What can we do to overcome it? So we talk a lot about her nutrition, about her fitness, and towards the end is really really when it starts to click for her and for me to get her to overcome this plateau and really see changes in her own health. So really excited about today's episode. I will have more like this coming out in the coming weeks as well. Erica is a commercial photographer and at peak times can be working 70 plus hours a week. Having struggled with her weight and body image all of her life, it is a daily battle to find a balance of feeling great and accepting her body to embrace and feel empowered in her own skin. In the near future, her goals are to improve her overall health, to have more energy, and to feel great in her own skin. So I truly believe that we were able to accomplish that today. So have a listen. Thank you, Erica, so much for joining me on the Fit for Business podcast. It's such a great honor to have you. Uh, We are doing a new thing here where we're actually going to be coaching you. So you're not so much telling us your health success journey, but we are going to help you coach. I'm going to help coach you through whatever struggles and things that you're facing, but thank you for being here and being vulnerable with kind of where you are with your life. Thank you so much for having me. I've been following your journey and I'm just really excited to talk to you today. And if you can give me any insight on how I can improve my day to day and then have more sustainable weight loss for the future, I think it will be amazing and well worth it. So I'm excited to be here. Well, good. Okay. So tell us about who you are, 
tell us your story in terms of where you are in life, what your business is like, what you do for business, what your hobbies are. Just kind of give us a little background on who Erica is. Okay, so I'm 34 years old. I live in Montreal, Canada. I am a commercial photographer. I work at the peak of my times. I can work up to 70 hours a week, which doesn't really leave a lot of extra time for taking care of myself and doing other things like this. And this is where I've kind of struggled in the past where I've noticed I've fluctuated in weight. Um, as I'm getting older, it's not getting easier to, to kind of like come out of those, those slumps. I've always struggled with weight loss and kind of like body image and, and just kind of like accepting my body and my size since like over the last 15 plus years, I've like I was about a size 14 and at the, at the height, I've been a size 18. So like I've been able to maintain my, my weight and my body over, you know, almost like a 20 year period. But at the same time, going below a size 14 or size 12, maybe size 12 would be like the ideal of where I'd like to be. At the same time, in health standards, I'm considered morbidly obese. And like to get to a place where I'm healthy and after maintaining my weight over 20 years it just kind of seems like unachievable like I don't know where to go from here I've shared with you before we jumped on this call that over the last six months I've been on a weight loss journey I've I lost five inches around my waist two inches around like the largest part of my belly and two inches around my thighs and this I really contributed to like being more active and changing my portion size and uh, reducing bread and sugar. Additionally, I've been using like a supplement, like a drink supplement for one of my meals, which I think has been really helpful. The biggest thing I noticed by taking the drink supplement was that it really curbed my appetite and I didn't have those like cravings that I used to have for sugar throughout the day. I've been able to like maintain feeling full longer, not crashing. But uh, I would like to not have to, to take a drink supplement for the rest of my life, but find a way to do that naturally. Do you have any advice on that? <laughs> yes, I do. I do support drink supplements. There are obviously a lot of companies and supplements out there. So I am very particular about which ones I consume, but we won't even go down that rabbit hole. But I know you had made the comment like, is there an easy way to achieve this. And I think that's the tricky word is that nothing is really actually easy. I think that's what the industry teaches us is that quick fixes. So, you know, drink these three supplement meal, meal replacements a day and you'll lose inches, you'll lose, you know, whatever, 30 pounds a month or whatever. So I think that's where the misconception is. I think also, you had mentioned, you know, you've been reducing the sugar intake and the carb intake. And I think, especially for people that are on, on a journey and kind of starting out, things need to be more black and white. So when you say you're reducing your sugar intake or your carb intake, that honestly like, doesn't mean a lot because it's like, okay, well, does that, what does that mean? Instead of eating a whole loaf of bread, she only eats half a loaf of bread or, you know, even for yourself and for myself, if I enjoy sugar a lot, if I say, okay, I'm going to eat less sugar, I'm going to consume less sugar, that still doesn't, doesn't help me. So something that like, just to define that a bit further, yeah. like when I say I reduce like my carb and sugar you know, I'm having a piece of bread maybe every few days. I'm okay. like eating 
a potato or like rice or grains and things like this once every few days. Yeah. So like, okay. you know, like going from like eating maybe a sandwich a day to like going down to like eating a soup with like some rice in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like kind of changing things like this. And then even sugar, like for a long period, I had even cut because I, I drink sugar in my coffee. Mm-hmm. So I had eliminated coffee from for weeks and I was only just drinking like black tea and I wasn't really consuming any other sugar outside of like what would maybe be in condiments or in processed food, et cetera, that people consume <laughs> like, yeah. without their knowledge. Like yeah. I wasn't adding sugar or, or seeking out eating sweets or chocolate bars or things like this. Okay. So that's good. I think that still puts us in a, like a tricky position, like a balancing act. I think the best way, and this is just kind of my perspective, but the best way, and I call it to tame your sugar dragon. And I learned that from doing Whole30 and coaching people through the Whole30 program. You basically want to tame your sugar dragon. And in order to tame your sugar dragon, you have to eliminate it completely. So not even just like reducing the amount, but completely, like you said, with the the coffee, I think that's a great place to start. And and I'm guessing you saw some changes or noticed some difference in in eliminating that coffee with the sugar in the morning. Is that? I think like in general, it was like, I had cut it out the same time I had started taking the the supplement, like the meal replacement. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to like really define like what it was, if it was like the change in the alkaline balance in my body that like I wasn't craving it. Yeah. And then the added energy of having a more sustained appetite over a longer period of time. Maybe I was deficient in some nutrition and things like this. And that's why I was craving different things. And then this meal supplement was giving me a more whole rounded kind of balanced diet that I was, wasn't craving things as, as I had been in the past. I still, I'm going to still go back to the, the idea of eliminating it like completely. So even with that drink supplement, I can almost guarantee that if you read the ingredients on the back, that there's some hidden sugar in it, whether it's dextrose or sucralose or any of those ose words. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I'm not naive to that, that like there's hidden sugars and things for, again, just jumpstarted this whole kind of thing. Like, you know, how you get to a point in your life where you're just so fed up with everything that, you know, like you're just ready to try something different. And I was kind of in that place when yeah. I had tried and I like hearing about your January whole 30, like I'm really interested in this and I'm going to, I plan on participating. Well, good. And I think that's where, you know, being a coach and helping people through fitness journeys to keep things as simple as possible. And when I say simple, I don't mean it's easy, but black and white don't have sugar, even in like you were saying like condiments and stuff like that, that you don't know of that's when you also want to not even have that condiment. So I think it's just super important to tame the sugar dragon because you have to starve it and not give it what it needs. So even artificial sweeteners and stuff like that, you know, paleo brownies, and your brain is still going to think that that almond flour brownie tastes just as good as a regular brownie. And so you're not ever actually really teaching yourself how to listen to your body and what your body needs. So I'm all about just an elimination diet, a reset. So you eliminate all those things. And this even includes the shake that you're, you're taking. I definitely think there's place and time for those things. But if you truly want to know 
like you even said, you weren't sure if it was the elimination of the sugar coffee or the supplement that you're drinking. To truly know what affects you, you have to do what I believe is go through an elimination diet. So you're eliminating all foods and food groups that could potentially have a negative effect on you. So that includes, obviously we keep talking about sugar, that also includes grains. So that would be even rice, quinoa, everything. And the reason is some of those things can have an, a negative effect on people, but you don't know, like you may not be affected by quinoa or rice where I know quinoa or rice actually makes me feel sluggish and bloated. And if I'm going to consume that or eat it with a meal, like I'm choosing to do so because I've made the conscious decision. I know this is going to make me feel bloated, but I'm going to eat it anyways. And that's kind of going down uh, another area here. But I think there's a great book out there because I'm not a sciencey person. I, I couldn't tell you, you know, you're asking about like the alkaline and all that. And I'll be honest, I'm not super into understanding the science behind things, but there is a great book out there and it's called, it starts with food and it's by Melissa Hartwig and Dallas Hartwig. And it's kind of a, an older book now, maybe 2009 or so, but it does go into the science behind why you would eliminate sugar, why you would eliminate grains, why you need to eliminate alcohol and the reasons that are the things that it does to your body and why by doing this elimination diet, you clear yourself out, you clear your body out of anything that may negatively affect you. And it's all down, comes down to inflammation as well. So many of the foods that you might be eating. And if you say, you know, you've, you've dieted before and you've tried all these things and you haven't noticed any weight loss, it might be because a certain food that you're eating is still causing inflammation in your body. So we need to eliminate all those things. And, uh, and then there's a reintroduction process that comes along with it. One thing you had mentioned, like trying different diets and things like this, and I am a strong believer of not dieting. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, my mom has been on a diet my entire life, and yeah. I feel like I have negative connotations around that and like what it means and how it can kind of like dictate your life or what kind of mental space you can be in with that. For me, I very much want to focus on eating whole foods, food that actually resembles the products that it comes from, yes, <laughs> like 100%. having things closer to the most original format. I was with somebody for a while that was vegan and I had, like I wasn't cooking meat at home because I was only cooking it for myself. So I had eliminated a lot of meat from my diet mm -hmm. and was getting things more from like beans. So I've tried kind of working through different ways, but in general, like I don't have any that I know of dietary restrictions. Yeah. I eat milk. I I can eat meat. I can eat any kind of grain that I want. Like I, I like I, I'm not familiar with my body like really getting upset or like yeah, not something not agreeing with me. Yeah, that so it it just kind of feels a little bit frustrating in that way. In the way that like it's it, like all of the food is on the table. Like yeah, <laughs> you know, like there's so yeah. many things to try to eliminate. I think that's hard too. Like because I'm the same way. When I did my first whole thirty several years ago and I did the whole elimination, and then I introduced foods back in, nothing felt different. Like I didn't get hives from gluten or, you know, stuff like that. So after my first Whole30, I kind of just went back to my old habits and stuff because I was like, well, no, no food negatively affects me. But the more, because we're all on a health journey, the more you learn and the more you experiment with things, the more you understand your body. And when people say like, oh, you just got to listen to your body, 
people that aren't in tune with their body, they don't understand like, okay, well, what's that mean? Like, uh, I'm hungry, so I'm going to eat, you know? I think you need to go through this, this elimination phase just to know, because I was the exact same way. I didn't know that foods were going to affect me one way or the other. And like I said, after the first Whole30, I didn't notice any difference. However, the more Whole30s I did and the more I was very intentional with introducing foods back into my diet, the more I was aware. Like now I know sugar, I get headaches and it's from sugar. And I never, back in the day, I never used to get headaches before, like for any reason. But once you kind of clean out your system and then you do introduce those foods back in, you'll start to really see that even if you don't think you have a negative effect on it, you actually ultimately could, but you don't know it because your body's so used to consuming it as it is. You know, you don't know that gluten or grains make your knees ache. You don't know that you don't associate the two together. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely really interesting. And I'm like, for sure, intrigued and want to know more about my body. I'm, I'm 34 years old. And I would, I don't have children yet. And I'd like to see myself having children in the coming years. So it's, you know, like, I, I kind of feel like I have a lot of pressure on my body to perform. Yeah. Yeah, I get that too. And then that obviously adds to the stress of it all. And then that's not what you want. You don't want the stress. That's just well, like, I think that imagine. like now at this time was where it's like, I'm not actually actively trying to conceive to have yeah. children. It's a good time to start is, is now in, in the way that like, I do have some time and the pressure isn't like the stakes aren't as high. I agree. So with food, obviously we kind of went a, a little bit around in circles with that, but I think I've kind of listed what my idea was and what my whole thought process by eliminating things is, is just so that you understand what foods affect you in what way, whether it's dairy, grains, um, sugar, alcohols, whatever. And I think then from there with food, I mean, food is a very it's very complicated because there are so many things out there like keto and paleo and intermittent fasting and all of those things. And it's kind of really hard for people to know where to start. And so that's why I think where you start is through an elimination diet. And, and let me go even back because you mentioned your mom always being on a diet and the negative connotation. And so anytime that I refer to diet, I'm not talking about going on a diet. I'm talking about the food you consume. So right now my diet is X, Y, and Z, you know, your diet is a B and C. So a diet doesn't mean in my world, doesn't mean you're going on something like a Weight Watchers or any kind of like program. It's just something that you're consuming at that time. Does that make sense? Yeah. And your uh, mom is probably similar to many moms and why many girls and women our age have that thought process of going on a diet because back in the day it was, everything was low fat and you had to go on, you know, Atkins or some, there's always some diet. And that's why too, I know I keep soup diets. Like yeah. that, those were that what that happened. Yeah. Great <laughs> grapefruit, only eat grapefruits or something. And yeah. only drink lemon juice. I don't know. <laughs> like I think the there was one out there. I think it was you only eat tacos or something. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. That's gosh. an elimination diet right there. Yeah. Just like eliminate <laughs> everything but tacos. 
I mean, I guess maybe that'll work, but, but when it comes to the sciencey stuff, that book, it starts with food is such a great place to go. And like I said, I'm not super sciencey, but just from my own personal experience and also coaching probably over a hundred people at this point through whole 30 and seeing the success that they've all had, that's just my go-to. It's what I think works the best to, to understand how, it, I mean, it's a hard program and it's not a diet. It's just a reset program to reset your body. And I think one of the big things too, that you learn from that a number of things is you learn how to read labels. So I think what I learned in reading labels growing up was you look at the back and you see, okay, how many, how many carbs, how much fat, how much protein? Okay. You know, this has 20 grams of sugar. Okay. We can't have that. But what I've learned through this program and what I think is super important is that you actually read the ingredients list. So even if something says, for example, like a can of tomato sauce or tomatoes might have, I don't know, two grams of sugar. But if you're reading the ingredients and all it says is tomato puree and tomato paste or something, but there's no sugar in the ingredients, then those two grams of sugar are natural sugars and those are, those are okay to consume. You just don't want to consume the artificial sweeteners and the added sugars. So the Whole30 program teaches you how to read these ingredients. So it teaches you kind of how to cook. It's a very big learning curve at first, but then you also learn how to, how to grocery shop and that anything that comes in a box, generally nine times out of 10 is something that you wouldn't consume. So the fewer the ingredients or a no ingredient list, the better. Like you were saying, you want to eat more whole food, natural things from where they come from. And that's exactly what you do is, is you eat this, you know, you eat the fruits, you eat the vegetables, all the things that you get in the produce section versus stuff. Down I would say aisles. that I am a very healthy person and I've always been really healthy. And like, I attribute to like 80% of like what I eat and 20% what I do. You know, like even when I was younger, I was playing basketball competitively and I would be in the gym every day, if not twice a day, some days. And, you know, like I was still around the same size and like, I was never like small. Like I never was like petite or like skinny or even classified in that whole genre. Yeah. But, uh, I am very active. Like I do running and I, like I live in a city in Montreal, so I actually use the metro and, you know, can walk multiple kilometers in a day, not miles because I'm yeah. Canada. <laughs> and then in the summertime, like whenever the weather's nice, like uh, my main transportation is a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I try, I don't necessarily go to a gym, like I don't have a gym membership, mm-hmm. but I try to find ways to stay really active in my day to day. And then being a photographer, like I'm up, I'm down, I'm over, I'm building sets, I'm, I'm moving things. Like I'm constantly like moving and like, I am a very strong person, but it just feels like I can't shed any of this weight. Like it's just. If you're enjoying today's episode and the others before it, I would sincerely appreciate you taking a few minutes to write a review. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. So you never miss an episode. After all, it could be the one that impacts your personal health journey the most. Yeah. I like that you bring up then the fitness aspect of it, the way that you ride your bike and all that stuff. Have you always done that or is that more recently or tell me a little bit more about that? I would say it's like over the last three years. Okay. Um, 
five years ago, I bought my now condo and I sold my car because I lived on a metro line. And then in the coming years after that, I bought a bicycle just out of like financially because I was like, you know, it's like $100 a month for a metro pass or I could buy a bicycle for $300 and drive it for four or five months. And like, it's paid for, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah. just like financially. And then I also had that flexibility to be able to just like, sometimes even it was faster to bicycle than it is to take the metro for certain air, certain routes and different things like this that I was going. So it just, it made more sense to me. And I felt good about it. Like I, like I felt like I was doing something. Mm-hmm. So like it, it mentally, like it just, it really worked for me. And, and I, I like that. I do like exercising and hiking. Like over the summer, I did like a 40 kilometer three day hike. Um, It was a struggle. Like we did the middle day was an 18 kilometer. The last kilometer was like coming out of a ravine, just like 45 degrees straight up ankle. And I was like majorly hurting. Another thing too is like, I really, there's a like a mountain not too far from here. Like it's called Mount Royal. And it takes about an hour to walk up like 45 minutes ish to walk up and it's really nice. It has like a nice look, overlook of the city. And the other weekend I was able to do 15 kilometers where I jogged from my place to the mountain. I walked up and then I jogged down and then I walked and jogged home. So like I have stamina, I am active. But so my, my question to you then is why are you, do you feel good like do you feel healthy do you feel like you have energy I feel like like most days I feel like I have energy I feel like I wish I had more of a routine where every day I was moving my body for 30 minutes to 45 minutes yeah being an entrepreneur I find like sometimes I struggle with that accountability of showing up for myself <laughs> like I do feel good like after I exercise like it definitely like I feel good about myself and I feel better in my skin so then my, like, if you are, and maybe I'm trying to understand like where, where you're struggling, because if you are active and you are eating well and you're feeling better is the only hold up that, that you feel like you're not losing the weight or do you feel like you're not consistent enough that you could lose the weight or. It's kind of like both. I feel like where I was, where health by health standards, like I'm considered morbidly obese. So like to be in a place where I'm healthy feels unachievable. And I feel like I could exercise every single day and eat really well. And I get frustrated that that it doesn't reflect in like the way that I feel like I look. What does a morning look like for you? Or when are you doing these workouts? Is it sporadic or? Like my Monday to Friday right now looks a lot like me waking up doing um like I drink my I have apple cider vinegar and water every morning it's something that I started over the last like six months yeah I actually really enjoy it and I look forward to it oh good well I guess just a dash of apple cider so it's kind of it's sweet um but I find that like in general like I like my I find that it like changes like so many physiology of my body that like it feels good to do Okay. Um, and it's a good way to start my day. I take like a vitamin D, especially now that we're getting into the winter to like, to kind of curb some of that winter depression. Yep. So I take my, my pills, I have my, my drink and I sit down at my computer and I kind of just like plan out my day. During the week, I try to give myself a little bit of grace and I'll plan coffee dates with different people and like leave my condo to go 
meet with them. So I get a little bit of walking in at that time. Um, in the evening, sometimes when I come home, I'll just sit back down and I'll keep working until like I get tired. Yeah. Um, and then doing those activities like skating and things like this, it's primarily on the weekend. So, okay. So then I guess my suggestion to you would just be to be more intentional and consistent with something in the morning. And I always promote mornings because as you know, too, being an entrepreneur, like your days kind of, you might plan for the day, but then it kind of goes haywire and things come up and and things happen. So I think if you can pick even two, maybe three mornings during the week and you can include the weekend, but say it's Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and every morning as part of like your routine where you're having your, your drink and your shake and your um, vitamins is to actually do something where you're moving your body. Cause I think that just not only wakes your body up, but it just, I think mental clarity as well, being an entrepreneur, I really think you'll find that your productivity during the day will be even better if you can get in some morning, uh, exercise and maybe you can't walk outside early that in the morning or whatever, but just doing stuff at home, something just as basic as air squats or where you like find a chair and you go over and you go to sit down in the chair and stand up from the chair and sit down from the chair and stand up from the chair and do that, you know, like 10 times, then do some push-ups on your knees, like just doing the very basic squats, push-ups, but just moving your body in any way. You can also find, you know, there's so many apps. There's a Nike training app is one of my favorites that they have workout programs on there. Uh, someone else told me about Amazon prime videos. Like, so if you have prime, you have access to like a bunch of different workout videos. And if it's an accountability thing, I think you just need to find that one person that wants to join in on something like this with you. Maybe it's another person that's in your similar position, or maybe it's somebody that's already has a sustained, sustainable morning routine. And you guys can just piggyback off of each other and be like, Hey, did you get your stuff done this morning? You know, finding another, I think specifically an entrepreneur for you, because that's kind of your, where you're at in your life. Yeah. I really like this idea because like, for me, like I live in a condo. So like investing in equipment is Mm -hmm. not feasible because like my dining room is also my living room is also my office. Oh my gosh. And the only amount of space that I have to work out is like a couple of cubic feet. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like, it kind of feels like everything's kind of coming in on me a little bit. Yeah. So like being able to use the things that I have existing, like a chair, I have a chair. Yeah. I can do that. Um, or getting into a routine of like finding a YouTube channel that I like or something like this, because most of the activity that I do, it's cardio. Mm -hmm. Like I, I've never really gotten into doing weights and things like this. Yeah. So I find that like my idea of like, like getting in shape and things like this is, is like associated to like sweating and like feeling like you're, you're pushing yourself or like making your, your body tremble, like with like strain. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you haven't been doing any kind of resistance training and you're finding yourself maybe at like a plateau of some kind where you are doing all these walks, you're riding your bike, you're jogging, 
you know, you're eating healthy foods, then probably what you need to do is change things up by adding resistance training and resistance training could just, like I said, be doing, uh, ups. And even if you start on your knees and be like, okay, I'm going to do five pushups on my knees and see how that feels, you know, tomorrow and, and go from there. I think that will make a difference. I think for anybody that's hitting a plateau of any kind, it's because their body now is just used to what you've always been doing. So you need to change it up in order to see any kind of difference or progress. And for you, just to kind of maybe wrap things up, I think you're doing the right things. You know, if you're eating the right foods where you're having you know, the fewer ingredients, the better. So the whole food, the fruits, the vegetables, the, the meats and all of that, the healthy fats, if you're doing that and you're moving your body and you're being active, then you're on, you're doing the right things. And I think I want you then to focus on really is what I call is the non-scale victories. So instead of focusing on what the scale says and whether you've stepped on the scale recently or not, but you've mentioned you've lost inches. That's huge. Start to think about other things like your mental clarity. How about did your skin, you know, did you, were you having issues with blemishes and your skin now is clearer? Can you actually, you know, go up and down the stairs where you used to get winded and now you're not, you know, you need to start really paying attention to those things. And I actually have a list of like, Oh, I don't even know how many are on here, but they're non-scale victories that you can actually go through and be like, okay, six months ago, was I, have I improved? Like, is my sleeping better? You know, am I sleeping deeper? Am I feeling rested? Like all these things. And you can actually go through here and I'll send it to you. You can check off all the things that you've started to notice without really actually noticing them, you know? I think that's a really good practice too. Like, and kind of similar to like where I don't really believe in diets. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really believe in stepping on a scale because like, I find that like, it's, it's like a loaded gun. Like, you know, like you can be like, you can have too much salt and be bloated with water. Like, you know, like there's just, or it could be like that time of the month of your period. And it's just like, there's so many variables that happen in like actually how much you weigh. So like I was using the like measuring tape as my, my like, you know, like what I was, what I was progressing and how that was working. So being mindful and intentional about like scaling it, finding different ways, I think will be really good too. The really important thing is that you are intentional. So don't always to just like, you know, you have to set those appointments with yourself to do the exercise and to, and not just say, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to walk the city because now from my understanding, like in my take on it is your body is so used to that, that it's not making any difference now. So you need to do something different. So when in doing something different, you need to be really intentional, you know, over the next couple of weeks and, and see where that takes you. And definitely like, let me know what you're doing. If you're seeing any progress over the next you know week or two, cause you should, if you change things, you should start to see another, you should see a difference or feel a difference. I should say you should start feeling a difference in the next uh, couple of weeks by changing up a little bit of what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, 2020, here I come. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, Erica, it's been such a pleasure to have you. And, uh, you know, I know we covered a ton of stuff, just nutrition and food 
And we could probably almost do like a follow-up episode just on mindset and going even deeper into all the things and being more specific on what exercises to do, being more specific on, you know, what your, your meals look like and stuff. But I think for now, it's such a great start. You're, you've already started this whole journey. And I think this will hopefully just give you a little push to, to uh, make a little bit of a change and you'll start feeling some differences. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and like giving me the time and space to, to share my story and also to get your opinion and feedback on how I can keep moving forward and get out of this rut. Yeah. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the fit for business podcast. My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.